0: The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hi everybody, this is pro wrestling legend Jim Cornette and you're listening to The Rough House. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst.
1: This is the Rough House podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello everybody and welcome to the Rough House podcast episode 227. It's the Jack A edition. The Jack A edition. Yeah. Hell yeah. May All right, and then 3rd, we're going to follow up with the episode Ladybugs.
2: Uh, <laughs> 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 and what else was
1: Jack I, 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 I can't uh, think She was of on anything. Sister Sister. She was the mother on Sister Sister.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. And uh, never watched. I, I think it, that was. I was too old to to watch Sister Sister by that time. Mm.
1: Mm. I, I I feel like I only saw that because you know what what else was I a lonely nerd to do on a Friday night besides <laughs> watch <via the Science laughs> TGIF? Come
2: on. Yeah, man. TGIF had some had some ups and downs over the years didn't yes. they yes i mean clearly it was the the full house family matters uh one two punch that was there for a number of years that yes. really really brought it home i mean you had your, your tertiary ones like step by step mm-hmm. uh i i really enjoyed hanging with mr cooper Ho- um Ho- Ho- what else what else what else was uh, around that uh, right
1: I am actually finding the list of all the shows that were on TGIF right now. So like, one point wasn't Perfect Strangers a TGIF yes, show? Yes, yes. So a TGIF apparently started uh, back in the year Jean- of our Jean- Lord, uh, uh, nineteen eighty-nine. So the yeah, uh, okay, yeah. So the eighty-nine uh, ninety season. By the way, this is a wrestling podcast, but hey, I don't we're, we're going to give you that uh, we'll TGIF. Spend
2: 15 minutes on TGIF yes. and you will fucking listen and like it.
1: Yes. So, uh 8990 was the debut of the okay. TGIF block. Uh, and it kicked off with uh Full House, Family Matters, Perfect Strangers and Just the 10 of Us.
2: Oh, was that the Dick Van Patten? Yes, yes it was. Okay, I recall I recall that. That's a that's a decent lineup. For, oh wait, I'm for sorry, that wasn't
1: Dick Van Patten. That was uh, the, um Bill I, 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 I
2: Was it 8 is it. Enough, is Dick Van Patten? 8 then? is Enough, I believe. Okay, uh, I get, I get those confused.
1: And it was a spinoff of Growing Pains, apparently? I
2: don't Tells you how much I remember. Um, okay, with Boner? It was with about Boner's <laughs> Do, family?
1: Uh, did not include Boner. R.I.P. R- 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 Boner, by the way. R- is he dead? Brenner. Yes, yeah, uh, Andrew kan- wow. Caneek. Uh, I only wow. know this because he, uh, he was the video great. guy of a podcast, w- like one of the first podcasts I've ever I ever really got into
2: really what was the uh, the podcast
1: uh never not funny hosted by comedian jimmy pardo uh jimmy pardo yes uh andrew koenig is or was uh, because he has passed uh his brother-in-law um Uh and uh in turn when they decided oh we're gonna start you know doing a video version of this he became the guy doing it and then he had a whole thing where like god this was 10 plus years ago he disappeared and uh turned out he killed himself Oh, I thought maybe uh, and, Kirk
2: and, Cameron kidnapped him and tried to convert no, him to Christianity or something. No,
1: but this this happened like, you know, while the sh- – not wow. while the show was happening, but like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you learned about it in real time and uh, yeah. Dang. Pretty, pretty messed up, but yeah. So
2: gr- Growing boner. Pains gave us gave us Boner, uh-huh. gave us uh, indirectly uh, the song Blurred Lines because if Alan <laughs> Thicke hadn't gotten that famous <laughs> – in america would his yeah. son have been able to do blurred lines and also leo dicaprio as well yes in, yes on the growing pains what was do you remember his character's name i do not
1: i i do not i do not also gave us a uh, voice actress and uh general uh nerd crush um ashley johnson
2: <sighs> ashley johnson
1: she played the the daughter the young daughter
2: Okay, all right, I gotcha, I uh, in gotcha. In terms
1: of making her relevant to you, she uh, was the waitress in Avengers.
2: Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. And Wait, then, the waitress, that, at the end?
1: Mm-hmm. she originally had a, a, a bigger role. There was a whole thing. They did a one-shot about that, her yeah, 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 like yeah.
2: with the, a Chitari gun or something like that? Yes. At one point? Yes. Yeah, okay, yes. all right.
1: Yeah. Uh, but for the uh, the video game nerd, she's the voice and motion capture of one of the lead characters of The Last of Us. So that's OK, that's which they're now kind of making thing.
2: a television show for HBO Max. Correct.
1: Um, but some of the other shows that ran on uh, TGIF, Dinosaurs, Perfect Strangers.
2: Uh, OK. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not uh let's see uh step by step step by step, step by step
1: uh, there are a lot of like weird one season shows i don't know what yeah. the hell aliens in the family was but we had that muppets tonight was apparently part of the uh pjf block at a point huh uh boy meets okay. world of course hanging with yeah. mr cooper of course uh-huh. sabrina the teenage witch became like the yeah the that was the later on in the, in the, the 90s thing. yeah Excuse me, and uh, the Clueless spinoff was also part of TGIF, as was the Ryan Reynolds vehicle Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place.
2: I fucking love Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. Yeah. That's where the man crush on Ryan Reynolds began.
1: Yes, and then uh, it, it later became the uh, lead series of uh, uh, of the post-TGIF layout, which was uh, called ABC Working Comedy. It was led <laughs> by Two Guys and a Girl, and it also included the short-lived Norm. Oh, the... Wow, they had Norm? Yeah. On ABC? On ABC? Yeah, it was a a sitcom uh originally titled The Norm show then Norm uh Norm McDonald, laurie Metcalf, oh, Artie Lang. Oh.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. I thought it was a Cheers spin-off. I'm like, "Wait, Cheers was an NBC show." No,
1: no, 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 no. Norm <laughs> McDonald.
2: Norm. McDonald. I got gotcha. I do not remember Norm McDonald having a broadcast TV show.
1: Do you remember uh that Family Matters got brought over to CBS and CBS tried to counter program uh TGIF? I, uh
2: maybe. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't recall. I, I was it the same it, it was the same cast and everything? Same cast and everything. Per-
1: I think step by step got uh courted over too.
2: How long was step by step one? Probably too long, I think uh, the answer
1: let's is. See. Step by step ran. 160 episodes, seven seasons.
2: Holy fucking shit.
1: Yeah, the final season was aired on CBS. And, wow. Uh, and uh, apparently um, Bronson Pinchot was on one of the later seasons.
2: Balky getting that work, man. Yeah. The, the, the most... Uh the thing i remember most about step by step is the intro with the theme park. Yes. <laughs> I always yes. tried to figure out what that I know uh, it's like some something in like it's like Kings Island or some shit. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was uh i was like oh i want to get on that roller coaster. And <laughs> i have got to. So uh,
1: there's that. Let's see. The title sequence does it say? Oh, it's uh the amusement park scene in the opening credits is uh it's Six Flags Magic Mountain.
2: Magic Mountain. Okay. okay yeah. Out in California. IA. All right. Well, yes. there you go. There's your uh, there's your, uh, your your TGIF breakdown. Yes. I, I thought there was there was more shows that really. Uh,
1: I mean, there I, I I skipped over a bunch of one season wonders in there. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, that I I couldn't recall for life of me, um, like where
2: I live and, and and such. Now, let me ask you this: around that time period, what was more appointment viewing for you? Was it TGIF or was it Snick?
1: Oh, Snick, a thousand percent Snick.
2: Got that Are You Afraid of the Dark itch happening
1: over there, huh? Uh, yeah, the Ren and Stimpy, the Roundhouse, yeah. the all that. Um, yeah, yeah. Keenan and Kel, of course.
2: Yeah, um, Snick was the jam.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, good that, stuff. That, that was the good shit right there.
2: Okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, uh, will, thanks for joining us. <laughs> we'll see you back on episode 228, World which
0: Wrestling is Federation something. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in
1: sports entertainment. The show continues whether we want it to or not, Chris. is, uh, it, 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 I, I hate these like five, six-week build uh, weeks or, 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 or periods yeah. for WWE because they don't give a shit. They, they are
2: they... awful at long-term <laughs> storytelling, so... Uh, yeah, uh,
1: Charlotte Flair got reinstated a week after being suspended indefinitely.
2: Mm-hmm. Just uh, to own Dave Meltzer, uh, Yeah, just apparently. to own
1: Dave Meltzer, and uh, uh, apparently Sonya Deville is now on both brands as a random uh, uh, authority figure, because she was the oh, one Oh, who... she has authority? She's like, she oh, can make we matches? we not talk about this? Yeah, she, she came back on SmackDown uh, late last year. She's a random authority figure, kind of like how they did with Adam Pierce, where it's just like, oh, she's randomly calling matches. Okay. Uh, and now she does the same on Raw, apparently. She just popped up on okay. Monday night to uh, bring back Charlotte Flair.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, shes is that the best they could do with her? I mean,
1: she's pretty talented and well, could be. She, I guess they're trying to adhere to the stip of her and Mandy Rose from SummerSlam a year and a half ago. Uh, the, the idea of, you know, her being gone from the WWE. Yeah, but she's
2: clearly not. So, <laughs> right. Right. I, I also I mean,
1: think they don't want her in any matches while the, uh, the stalker trial is still going on. Fair.
2: Yeah. How's that guy not been convicted yet? Are they just waiting on a court date? I guess just waiting
1: on the court date
2: just okay. waiting on the court date, right.
1: but Hey, uh, you know, she looks really good in a suit, so she's got that going it's for true
2: her. That, that she does that she does.
1: But, okay. Uh, All right. So Charlotte's back. Yeah, Charlotte's back, and it sounds like they're building some sort of three way with her, Oscar, and Rhea Ripley for WrestleMania Backlash, which a will trash go bag nicely. A match. <laughs> but it'll go nicely with the world title three way, uh, as Braun Strowman has been added to the WWE title match at WrestleMania Backlash, as it's uh, Robert Lasharelli, Drew McIntyre, Eight. and Braun Strowman
2: bunch of big beefy boys bumping beefs.
1: Yeah, yeah, meat bumping going on on that one. Uh okay. also, uh Randy Orton and Riddle are now a tag team called RK Bro.
2: I feel like that that's that's it. It's the name and nothing <laughs> yeah, exactly. else substantial. They just wanted to do they wanted to sell some RK Bro shirts and yes. they they will cuz yes. people are stupid. Um but yeah, I really I I can't think of two less similar people
1: <laughs> right to right together I, I mean uh to my my understanding both gentlemen have a shared affinity for the stickiest well, of the ickies but yeah beyond but on that i'm not
2: gordon's sure. persona is not one of uh, a friend st- of to spicoli anyone? <laughs> well, he's the, not I mean, a spicoli yeah. you know uh
1: he he's He's just this weird guy. I I don't I don't know. It's- this feels like one of those classic WWE bits of storytelling where they're like, "All right, we're going to pair up two guys, in a single guys in a tag team." Right. But th- in this instance, as opposed to their normal, but we're going to break them up after they get the tag belts. Right. This is probably a scenario where it's like, "Oh, they're actually going to get along because you expect them to not get along."
2: I hate when they they do that. I hate when they uh, no counter counter book to uh, to basically own the marks. We'll, we'll we'll just call it that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's like you know, it's buying silly. a piece of wood at Home Depot to own the libs. You know, you're <laughs> you're, you're you're booking contrarian you to, the to own bag? the marks.
1: <laughs> Why did he have it in a tiny little bag? Uh, give send your answers at send Cruz on Twitter uh, and uh, ask him and, how Kamala th- is. Yeah,
2: and when you're uh, when you're when you're tweeting to at send Ted Cruz, um, ask him uh, you know ask him about when he liked the porn tweet on nine eleven.
1: <laughs> Never forget. Um, also, uh, in the we're WWE a crank on a sad day. <laughs> also, on the WWE side of things, uh, they had a very very big match on SmackDown. It was Roman mm-hmm. Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Daniel Bryan. Uh, the idea being that they were going to counter program the NFL Draft Day two. That Wayne. did not work as it was the <laughs> lowest SmackDown viewership of the year. Uh, uh-huh. But it was a hell of a match between Roman and Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. I think Bryan, you're, bearing, you're bearing the lead here, Marty. Oh, what's that good, sir?
2: Roman Reigns finally got new fucking music.
1: Yes. Well, I, I was, I was going to get there. I was going to oh, get you're,
2: there. Oh, you're building. Sorry. Yes.
1: yes. No, it's okay. My bad. <laughs> uh, but yes, brand new music for Roman Reigns. Finally, Yeah. he gets rid of the Shield theme. It's no longer something that he's going to have. What do you think of the new theme, Chris?
2: Um, I don't know if this was like an extended version for the introduction of it, mm-hmm. but one of the issues I have with themes, and this is uh, in AEW as well, the mm-hmm. intros are too long. Mm-hmm. You know, there's too much buildup before it gets to the, the punch and, you know, it, everybody
1: well, –
2: Everybody goes to the glass shatter as yes. kind of the high water mark for an entrance. Or if theme. you
1: smell what the rock is cooking,
2: I was just going to say that one as well. Or even the 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 Bret Hart guitar. You know, something you have to hit it right off the bat to elicit that response. If a a song hits, you know, and and he's doing a run in or something like that uh, and you have to wait fucking seven to ten seconds for it to hit for, for him to run out, it loses all of its of its gusto of its impact. And the theme itself. I don't mind it. I mean, it's kind of got the gravitas to this head of the table, yeah. uh, Roman Reigns character. So it fits. And it also kind of seemed like to me, it worked in that shield theme mm-hmm. subtly as well. So it, it's a good progression there. I just wish it, you know, in, in the future, it might, it might, like I said, it might have just been for the introduction of it. Uh, but I, I just needed to punch right off the bat to really, you know, get that impact.
1: No, I'm I'm with you. I I think my only issue with is it feels a little incongruent because the intro is very sort of like gladiatory pop yeah. and circumstance, and then it goes to like almost this hip hop groove yeah. that. Uh, I mean, the 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 groove of it fits Roman's walk really well. Sure. Um, and and, you know, it's one of those things where you can kind of tell. Um, I, I remember watching uh, I, I think these were on the network where Jim Johnson was explaining the WWE themes back in the day. Yeah. 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 And yeah. He was talking about how, you know, the idea behind Austin's theme was like, I'm going to match his, you know, his gate, his, walk. his gate. Yeah. And, and there it feels like there's a bit of that. When the second half of the theme hits, it's just the two halves feel like they come from completely different entrance musics. Yeah. But I'm sure it'll grow on me with time. Who's doing WWE
2: themes these days?
1: I have no idea. I I legitimately don't know because it's not CFOs anymore.
2: Right. Yeah, they got the can. After doing – they have pretty – Pretty great streak, especially for the NXT talent. Yeah, what happened
1: with them was weird. It, it, I believe it was a licensing issue with, like, the um, the songwriters group they were a part of or something. Okay. Like, it was not WWE's fault, nor was it necessarily, like, the musicians themselves wanting to stop making themes. Something weird happened there.
2: As Cap got involved or yeah, something I, like that, I,
1: I I don't know exactly the the ins and hmm. outs. I just know that something externally fucked them, and until right, they it could will, no longer do wrestling themes,
2: and then they remixed or redid pretty much all of those great themes.
1: Exactly, exactly. Which is not, which is a shame. Yeah, not great. But
2: uh, remember, remember the days that the Halcyon days when Glorious was like the. Oh yeah, know,
1: that was. It's still the outro, right?
2: Uh no,
1: I oh, changed wait. it. Oh okay, yeah.
2: We did new production in October. Ah, my bad. Yeah. It's Glory Hammer now.
1: Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Still, we got a solid choice. Um, but Hail Glory Hammer. Yes. Uh, that tells you how often I listen to the little show after it's mixed and posted. <laughs> Not as often as I do. I click play on Spotify to give
2: us a spin, and that's it. Smart man. Smart man.
1: But uh, Roman and Brian was a damn fine match, even though it had three commercial breaks. Well, didn't it like? Wasn't it like a half hour? Like, it was a half whole... hour long, but like there were twelve minutes of commercials in the fucking thing.
2: That's so, still more wrestling than you get in a match on TV, and you know most uh, other times.
1: That that's fair. But uh, Df5... do they? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, a question.
2: Um, with the Thunderdome, do they? I guess they stopped um, stopping wrestling during the commercial breaks Correct. once the Thunderdome kicked in. So they keep going. Okay. All right. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I'm
1: not sure how it works on cause I, I, I think SmackDown's taped, but I could be wrong. Um, pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure know. how it works, uh, you know, uh, on at least a guaranteed tape shows like a two Oh five live or whatever. If you know, they, they kind of edit around it, but it was a, a very, very good match. Uh, Roman using the guillotine choke as the finish right now. Okay. Um, It was a whole thing where uh, Daniel Bryan was working his arm to try to stop it. Mm -hmm. Roman tried locking it on with his right arm. He was unable to complete it. uh, And then he locked it on with his left arm. Ah,
2: the old switcheroo.
1: And instead of Daniel Bryan tapping out, he passed out for the finish. Okay. And uh, so he he has lost. He is banished from SmackDown. No okay. longer allowed to be on SmackDown, which means I assume either A, he's on Raw on Monday, B, he's on NXT on Tuesday, or C, he's on that's SmackDown it. in three weeks. <laughs>
2: yeah, pretty much. He'll be he'll be in a backstage role until somebody pushes him too far and he goes back into the ring and becomes an active wrestler again. Exactly. Um, that's that's kind of how these things go. Uh, I will say I did watch. Uh, a clip of the ending when he was, I guess, still, still beating down Brian. He was going to do a concerto on him or yeah, something, yeah. And then out comes White Hot Babyface Cesaro for exactly. the save and just levels fucking Reigns with some European uppercuts that had some real good snap and sound to them. Uh, yeah. But then of course uh, Jimmy John Uso comes out for for the save there. Yeah, but uh, six foot
1: party sub and a kick to the face for Cesaro. <laughs> But he was, he was out there freaky fast. So yes. kudos <laughs> to him on that. Uh,
2: <laughs> So it, it certainly seems – I don't know if it's been confirmed, but it looks like Cesaro is getting that next title shot at uh, at the backlash.
1: certainly feels that way. Uh, nothing has been officially announced. I'm sure that will be locked in come Friday. They've also still been hinting toward uh, a Shinsuke Nakamura uh, feud with them. Um, so I, I think those yeah. are your next two challengers. But I got to say, in terms of like a big name, I don't know where we're going for SummerSlam. The closest thing I can think of for SummerSlam match for Roman, based off of what we have right now, saying that Daniel Bryan is off of the show. You have Cesaro, who presumably is the guy for Backlash. You have Nakamura, who will probably be what I think Money in the Bank is after that. Mm -hmm. I would not be shocked to uh, see them uh, bring back Edge. For SummerSlam because Edge has not been heard of since WrestleMania. Oh, really? So okay. I, I wouldn't be shocked that he gets back and and they they do the one on one match for SummerSlam.
2: Yeah, I mean, in terms of other people I know who are on SmackDown, um, Seth Rollins is also a heel. So that's not really gonna gonna work at the time being. Um or do they is Big E still on uh, on the SmackDown side? He
1: is, and and you know, I've spoken many times about feeling like he should be the guy. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I would love to see that at SummerSlam, but he's still in a feud with fucking Apollo Crews.
2: And uh Babatunde guy.
1: <laughs> that's Commander Aziz, thank you.
2: Sure, yeah. Uh it, it's you know, it's interesting because My absorption of WWE is is very slim and just from what I see in tweets and stuff like that. Sure. And granted, he was a champion at the time, but going in during WrestleMania season, there was a lot of a lot of chatter and everything about Big E. And then since uh, Commander Aziz uh, made his debut at WrestleMania, I've heard dick all about Big E, which is a bummer.
1: Yeah, it's 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 just been the continued feud. Like, uh, you, again, you can throw in Howard Finkel, just throwing out the, this feud must continue. And Solid. It, it has just continued and continued and continued, probably because they're going to run that back at WrestleMania Backlash.
2: Right, because, which is another, what, two weeks away? Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, so, oh boy, more of this. Um, okay. So nothing very exciting. Now on the third brand of WWE, 205- oh. I know that's not the right theme anymore, but the new theme by Poppy, A, isn't really good, and B, I can't find a high-quality version of it because it's an unreleased song.
2: Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're better off keep, keeping the old Corey Taylor action in there. Uh, yeah, the, the new logo and the theme, it's, uh, you know. It's know. very Triple H.
1: It's aggressively
2: oh, Triple H. Boy, is it? Yeah.
1: Um, they still haven't totally pulled the trigger on the idea of a Karrion Kross, cross Kyle O'Reilly world title match. They keep hinting toward it. They keep walking around it, but they had a sit down interview with Adam Cole this week where he was still talking hey, trash hey. about Kyle O'Reilly and said Kyle O'Reilly isn't a main event talent and and all these different things. So that's weird. Smart. Uh, but <laughs> sure. there are, there are some things going on that I'm into. Bronson Reed is getting built up for a North American title match with Johnny Gargano. So he's going through uh the the whole way on the way there. He defeated Austin Theory this week.
2: Is he throwing a fastball. <laughs> <laughs> it was a deep cut one hit one of the nineties right there, boy. I'm glad you got that. I was afraid I was gonna whiff on that.
1: No, no, no. I, I very much enjoyed it. But um Dexter Lucas also give, still has a problem with the way, the the group, not the song. And except um, for Indy Hartwell, except for Indy Hartwell, because he's head over heels in love with her. And apparently so is uh, Indy
2: didn't. okay. so I did chuckle when I saw a tweet of this didn't at one point uh, on NXT Loomis like got up on the apron in front of. Indy Hartwell staring at her and she said you talk too
1: much. Yes. Is that
2: something that happened?
1: Yes, that that okay. is something that happened. And uh the fans in the crowd did chant Kiss, which that's I'm just gonna go ahead and say needs to happen at more wrestling shows, regardless of who's in ring so, with them staring at <laughs> I each mean, other. you know, if if Randy Orton
2: and uh Matt Riddle are, you know, having some dissension, <laughs> I want a kiss chant to start out. I... And then they just start playing Detroit Rock City and it's yeah, fucking yeah. awesome.
1: The, 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 the moment I the moment I want to see it happen is uh whenever Triple H decides I'm doing one more match, and he does like the whole grimacing like half spitting grumpily in the face of his opponent thing, like his whole yeah. thing. That's what it's I want rough. the fans to start chanting "kiss" because if there's anyone who's more gotten to when the fans don't respond correctly, it's Papa H.
2: Yeah, dude gets a little triggered. Speaking of coming out of retirement and terrible ideas, <clears throat> I saw this week that they made an uh, an action figure of Shawn Michaels <laughs> Saudi Arabia comeback bald. Yeah, head they did. Here. who the fuck asked for that?
1: Not just that, the 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 head sculpt. Yeah. Is the derpiest goddamn thing in the uh, world. Well,
2: I mean, yeah. <laughs> Shawn Michaels is pretty fucking derpy. guy. Uh, I,
1: I recognize it, especially now. Shawn Michaels is pretty derpy, but it, it, it seriously looks like if Nick Gage had a little touch of the Bengala, if you will. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, Bengala! I miss Bengala. Uh...
1: <laughs> but yeah, Classic. not 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 a great figure. Uh, but hey, you know, you can now uh, you can now set up your WWE action figures and have bald Sean Michaels agent them to stare at their hands and wonder how violent they can be. <laughs>
2: that's right. Yeah. Uh, the one Man, thing that if was somebody actually does that. Yes. Um, that's just probably the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And if somebody, if somebody does that, reach out and I'll, I'll come and give you a hug. <laughs> yeah. Cause clearly you need some human interaction. I'll yeah, wear yeah. five masks, but I'll give you a hug. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause you're, are, wait, wait, did you have your second jab yet?
2: Uh Wednesday. Wednesday I get, po- nice. I get poked on
1: Wednesday. Nice. Nice. So, you're getting there. You're getting there. Looking
2: forward to laying on the couch on Thursday. Yeah,
1: yeah You are gonna <laughs> you're gonna be in a heck of a way. Uh but the one thing that was really awesome on NXT this That's week, nice. the main event was a six man tag, El Legado del Fantasma of Santos Escobar, Raul Mendoza, and Joaquin Wilde against the NXT Tag Team Champions MSK of Wesley and Nash <laughs> Carter with NXT Cruisador champion Kushida. This match was super fun. This match was super awesome. And Kushida's wearing boots again. So uh sorry, okay. wiki feet editors. Wait, he was going barefoot? Yes, last week he went barefoot for some reason. He has new trunks and he went barefoot in them last week.
2: I saw I saw the new short boy trunks. Uh yeah, yeah I didn't see didn't see the I'm glad I didn't see the foot thing cuz feet are not my thing Uh, I always I always hate when people go barefoot to the ring looking at you Matt sorry Uh, you know Rusev did it for a while until he hurt his uh, what foot foot bone Jesus Christ I'm a fucking moron Uh, the foot foot
1: bones connected to the ankle bone yeah Uh, foot bone to the groin yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: more on that of the patreon episode yes <laughs>
1: um and uh we actually have two really good sounding matches announced for next tuesday we got street fight for the nxt women's tag titles it's uh ember moon and shotzie blackheart against the way of candice LeRae and indy hartwell and a falls count anywhere match between leon ruff and isaiah swerve scott plus oh finn more. Balor's is returning from mexico
2: Okay, a little holiday for, uh, for Finn Balor. Do we maybe get a Daniel Bryan appearance? Possibly. Maybe. Um, you know, no. what could possibly go wrong?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, possibly uh, go wrong. first thing that's <laughs> ever gone wrong. <laughs> uh... Hey, Chris, guess what? I have an excuse to play this again. Oh, okay.
0: And now, it's time for the Roblox Podcast. <laughs> G-N-A Impact
1: have a new impact world champion as sunday night was impact rebellion main event kenny omega versus rich swan and surprise surprise kenny omega ends up winning the impact and tna titles after nine v triggers (laughs) and a one-wing angel Uh,
2: cheers to you sir kenneth
1: yeah here's to you kenneth and also uh shout out Rich Swan, because I'm fairly confident, dude got knocked absolutely stupid in the closing exchange of the match. Legitimately stupid, as opposed to yeah. at one point where he was selling by drooling all over himself, which is a yep, yep. sell I kind of enjoy in a weird way. Uh,. No <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, uh Kenny like Omega wins it. Hopes, huh? He he's got the impact championships. And uh it was a night of multiple title changes, as we have a new X Division champion in Josh Alexander and new knockouts tag team champions in Roughhouse favorite Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering
2: yeah good for uh good for them picking up those uh tag titles from um the other team uh fire and desire <laughs> no that's not them
1: uh uh god what the fuck
2: is their teat miser and um
1: uh fire oh, yeah. and flavor that's what fire and flavor okay yes.
2: yeah i don't watch impact uh but good for <laughs> uh good good to see jordan grace get uh, get some gold back and uh rachel ellering i've always liked rachel ellering she yeah you know of the second generation female performers i feel like she never really got the got the chance to shine whereas tessa got all the opportunities and squandered them away by being a twat and then charlotte just gets all the opportunities uh, <laughs> so you know i'm glad to see uh, ellering get a get a shot here um and, you know, obviously, Jordan Grace, saw all about
1: that. And surprise, surprise, Finn Juice retaining the Impact Tag Team titles. They did not go over to the Good Brothers. Over the...
2: Boys.
1: Yes. And... They answered your question about Eric Young working in an eight man tag match. Yeah. No Eric Young, as he was replaced by the debut of Big Cass, now going by the name W. Morrissey. Okay.
2: That's, yeah, that's that's, his that's legitimate a legitimate name i know but in terms it, of a, it's a ring name choice that's a, certainly name. a choice why not just go morrissey or um you know big big Willie or big you know come on man. <laughs> big Willie big, style he's all in it he's getting and if they ever film in miami then and then they do a whole bad boys too uh you know, sort of thing. Yes. Just not with not with Enzo, please. Thank yes,
1: you. please. God. No, Enzo. Just don't. I, I know he's so close to coming in, but he's not uh, also <laughs> on uh, the impact show proper this week. It was announced that Kenny Omega will be a part of the impact under siege show, uh, which will be happening on May 15th. Is
2: it happening on an aircraft carrier? <laughs> and is a chick going to pop out of a cake where the titties
1: out? I wish. But no. Uh, there's... that was one of
2: my most rewounded VHS moments of my childhood <laughs> is chick jumping out of the cake at the beginning of under siege that in the royal penis is clean your highness from coming to America. Those are one in one A in my, uh, my taped off of HBO video library as a child.
1: There you go. Um, but, uh, it, it'll be on impact plus it's going to be a six man tag main event. Kenny Omega and the good brothers versus the team of Edward Edwards and fin juice. <laughs>
2: Okay. I thought Sammy Callahan was involved in something with Kenneth. Uh,
1: So what happened was um, uh, Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan (laughs) were battling for a spot in a number one contender qualifier this Ah. week. Uh, And um, there was no contest after Omega, Gallows, and Anderson ran in. I mean, Um, I kind of want to see Kenny Omega
2: knee Sammy Callahan into oblivion. Yes. (laughs) So that would – you know that that's. Although the tech, you know, if there were a singles match between Edward Edwards and Kenneth Omega, I feel like that would be a really fun match to watch. Oh yeah, um,
1: I mean on paper, this match of Finn Juice and Eddie Edwards against Omega and the Good Brothers sounds really good.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm for it. Um, do we have a sounder for AAA?
1: Uh, we do not. But before we talk about, you know, I did want you know to mention the Mexican real quick, hat
2: dance. Come on, you let me know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I blew it. Before we talk about AAA last night, though, I did okay. want to also mention the Forbidden Door remains open as El Phantasma Oh, That's of, right. Uh, of New Japan Pro Wrestling will be making his Impact Wrestling debut next Thursday. So
2: now, are there any uh, kind of Bullet Club uh, implications here? With certainly uh... seems like there could be. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Now, if you get me, uh, you know, I mean, the LP is OK. Uh, but, you know, if you yeah. tell me somebody like Ishimori is showing up in the impact zone, then you piqued my interest.
1: Yes. But uh, agreed. Not, not like, quite there. ELP is he needs to round off his game, in my opinion. He's he's getting there, but he's not quite. And hey, yeah. maybe some time with impact guys and maybe some of the AEW talent that's down there and that sort of thing uh, will help him out. But on the AAA side of things. Uh, you actually, you know what? Mexican wrestling as a whole this week has <laughs> it's been, some... It's been a bit of a sage, huh? Yeah, Yeah, it's, it, it's been a real weird week. So CMLL announced mm-hmm. that they were going to no longer be working with Ring of Honor. Ruh-roh. So there goes <laughs> one third of the international relationship between CMLL, Ring of Honor, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then it came out as to why this was falling apart, and it's because... Ring of Honor talent is working the debut show of Reve- oh, sorry uh Federation, not not Federation Federation Wrestling. Yes. Um and uh, Which is
2: Rush's new promotion.
1: Yes, that's Rush's new promotion. And um it, they've got a stacked as hell show. Uh, Penta, L0M, and Ray Phoenix against Bendito and Dragon Lee, which I very yes. much want to see. Uh, Red Velvet, Tey Conti, and a mystery partner going against uh, Ayaka Hamada, uh, Zeusis and uh, Miranda Elise. Um We've got a triple threat match between Ray Horace, Flamita, and a mystery opponent. Hell yeah. But uh, it's an eight-man tag main event with Bestia Del Ring, Roosh, a surprise partner, and Andrade. Okay going against Matt Taven, PJ Black and their own surprise partner. So de- definitely some <laughs> Ring of Honor talent in there. Matt Taven main eventing Mexican wrestling pay-per-views.
2: Are, are is this something we're missing out on? <laughs> I, I mean, don't think so. I don't think so either, but between the way Ring of Honor treats him and apparently, you know, he's he's big in Mexico for whatever the fuck reason, I just I've never gotten Matt Taven.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't understand it. I really don't. We've seen him in like his crowning glory moment and Ugh. and it did Man. nothing for me.
2: It really uh, dragged that show down.
1: Yeah, not not great. But what I found particularly interesting and I'm, I'm looking it up on uh, at Lucha blog who is yeah, one of great. the best uh, and cattiest, uh Twitter <laughs> personalities out there. Uh, so to watch the pay-per-view Okay. Uh, Federation Wrestling, you have to pay someone's PayPal. And the email address is a uh, goddamn 10. Uh, sorry. I'm. Uh, oh, here it is. Brutalsexmusic at gmail.com. Oh my God.
2: Yes. How did they get my email address? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yes, on, on Andrade, that was one of three. Okay. Uh, matches he had announced this week. <clears throat> right. So that was the second
2: one announced. Yes. The, the first, first one, one announced was a the probably the biggest what the fuck are you doing moment I've had yes. in the past couple months, where it was announced that Andrade's first post-WWE match mm-hmm. would be against a guy who shouldn't be getting any bookings in pro wrestling, Yes, Alberto Del fucking Rio El Patron, whatever the fuck he's going as.
1: Yes. July what the 31st fuck are you in McAllen, Texas. Alberto El Patron versus Andrade. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah, especially look. I know the charges got dropped, but with the the detailed uh, reports that came out of of the char- the sexual assault charges that and, and, uh that uh, Alberto Del Rio had placed against him, the weirdness of his relationship, relationship with, with Page, <laughs> yeah, uh, including him trying to come off like a good guy uh this week posting about Paige mm-hmm. saying a lot of weird things uh, uh the I, I will i will tell you this rough house listener don't touch the poop it is uh <laughs> it, it is it is not something worth looking into. you will just feel gross and worse about the state of the world yeah. this is not great this is really not great i i i'm disappointed a, a serious hairy eyeball in the direction of andrade for this one. But I guess he's going totally freelance because last night at Triple A's Rea de Reyes event, which was not officially broadcast anywhere in the States, but there was a bootleg feed uh, as uh, Lucha Blog posted it with 1500 people watching, no less. Um, Andrade (laughs) appeared in a video challenging Kenny Omega for the Triple A Mega Championship. Hell yeah.
2: I mean, I'm all for that match.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I want to see that match, and maybe this is an indication that Andrade could be doing some things in AEW and and that sort of thing. But uh, man, that Alberto Del Rio match puts a puts a Bit real a stink. big stink on Andrade that I'm not super stoked on. I mean, okay, so
2: despite all of his personal shortcomings, mm-hmm. you know, that's a big disclaimer, but still. Uh, Patron Alberto is a, you know, person of note in Mexican wrestling lineage and history. So there's that. I'm just trying to find any angle where this is kind of, you know, I'm trying to figure out Andrade's reasoning here and, and, or he's getting a hell of a big payday.
1: Yeah.
2: So those are the two reasons I could think of him agreeing to this match. I, but I have
1: heard some rumors scuttlebutt through the interwebs that Andrade's asking price is a little on the higher side. I, I don't blame him. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's I would, too. Yeah. See what you can get.
2: You know, aim high, settle, settle for lower. Yeah. And if people are willing to, to pay that high fee, then, you know, you may not get as many bookings, but you'll get those bookings and get that money.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and, and certainly he's in a better spot than, say, a Ryback who posted twice this week a poll asking <laughs> fans whether they'd like where they'd like to see him land next. And in both instances, uh... the overwhelming majority was retire. I voted retire on both polls. (laughs) Oh, Ryback. Hey, Chris. um, Oh, Ryback. You know what premieres tonight?
2: Uh, Let's see. It is Sunday, May 2nd. What premieres tonight? It's not
1: Succession. Hmm. Uh, I don't know, Marty. What is it? Uh, We got a new season of Dark Side of the Ring starting tonight with a double long episode. Yeah, a double long episode. I thought it was on the 6th. Uh, I thought it airs on Thursday. Oh, shit. I'm wrong. I thought it was airing on Sunday. That's my bad. That's my bad. You're right. May 6th, Thursday. Yeah. 6th. I'm fucking wrong. That's Apologies, okay. Apologies, dear listeners. It's right. uh, but uh, it's it's going to kick off with um uh, a, two-part a two-part episode yeah. on Brian Pillman. I'm really hoping because the first two seasons are on Discovery Plus that they oh, start they? bringing okay. the episodes – Directly to Discovery Plus after they, they were on Hulu for a spell as yeah, well. I guess were. that's that's done now. They're not. Um, on? I think they're actually on both because okay. uh, Vice TV is licensing licensing them to Discovery Plus. I'm, I'm hoping that they do, uh, you know, open those up, um, you know, within a, a fairly quick clip from Aaron um but the uh first half of the season it's it's a 14 episode season so it's going to start with Brian Pillman we have that collision in Korea which was the North okay. Korea WCW show the career of Nick Gage oh, uh yeah. the ultimate warrior which i have no doubt is going to get into his post wrestling political stances yes please uh Grizzly Smith the father of uh Jake the Snake Roberts and Dynamite Kid which will be very very depressing Yep. Um, and then the <laughs> Well, I
2: mean, dark side of the ring is kind of their MO. Yes.
1: Yes, but <laughs> yeah, you know, that's definitely one of the 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 deeper, sadder ones. And then uh, the second half of the season premiering late in the summer. It's going to have the WWF Steroid Trial, the uh FMW promotion in Japan, which I'm mm-hmm. very excited to hear about. Uh Luna Vashon, her life yeah. and legacy. Uh the WWE 2002 Plane Ride from Hell, which if it's a story you've never heard, Chris, it's a hoot in a fucking half.
2: Yeah, I, I think I've heard some some random uh, musings from it, but I don't I don't know the whole story, so I don't I'm really remember looking for all of that. them.
1: But I believe the two <clears throat> things I recall from it were one, uh, Mister Perfect challenging Brock Lesnar to a shoot wrestling match in the aisle, awesome. where in the middle of the flight they landed in the emergency door. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ! And also, Ric Flair drunk as shit. Strutting up and down the aisles in only his wrestling robe.
2: Okay. Yep. That math checks out.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I remember that one in particular because of the deposition that described him as flashing his nakedness at the stewardesses, <laughs> which is a gorgeous turn of phrase. That's
2: pretty on brand. Uh, my one question is: Did anybody shit in anybody else's uh, gear bag during the plane I don't plane remember
1: ride? if there was any bag okay. shitting in that one. I can't. I, mean, I can't recall. That was pretty
2: prevalent uh, in that time, from what I recall.
1: But we're gonna have uh, an
2: episode. I'm looking of- forward to season four when they do the Saudi Arabian plane ride. <laughs> Because <laughs>
1: that's what I thought yes. it was
2: at first. I was like, oh, yes. wait, no, 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 it's this other thing.
1: Yeah, look, wow. you've got the Good Brothers. You've got FTR out. they are enough they people will, there. They will yeah. fucking talk. Um, we got XPW also in the second half of the season. That was the uh, ECW-esque company run by Porn Magnet rob black and there's some crazy stories uh, about okay. that company i um, think
2: one on wrestling society i guess it's not really wrestling society x wasn't like a cd yeah. sort of thing it's yeah. just no, no, a no, failed no. promotion
1: At xpw i don't want to spoil anything for when these episodes okay end, but xpw right. has one of the craziest things that's ever happened to a worker ever and that's, okay. that's all, all, I, all right. I will say. Uh, an episode about Johnny Canine, a.k.a. Bruiser Bedlam. I'm not familiar with him at all, so that one will be new to me. And then okay. the season finale about the life and times of Chris Canyon, which uh, I think okay. is going to be a real heartstring breaker. Not unlike the one heart episode that wrapped up last season.
2: Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's still a lot that hasn't been addressed on this show.
1: Oh, it's, now, it, I, is, it is a mighty vein to tap.
2: Have they done a Snooka episode? I don't think they've done a Snooker episode. I feel like that was in season one. Was it? Okay. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like that was one of the first ones. And um, I think also they're going to be premiering the Dark Side of Football soon, which – uh, I personally know nothing about, but yeah. I could see being just as intriguing given, you know, the number of uh, gun running and accidental shootings and murders and other bullshit that happens in football. So. Oh, yeah. Season, season one, episode one, Ray Lewis, the murderer. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. Asshole. But hey, let's talk about a thing we're actually really super enthused about. AEW Dynamite. We had the go home show for this week's massive Cinco de Mayo celebration, Blood and Guts, which is no longer a one match
2: show. Thankfully, I mean, yes. really, that was a terrible, that was a terrible plan. And I don't know, I don't know
1: if it was. Did they flat out say it was a one-match that, show at it, one match show? It was said on commentary okay. when they were talking Ooh. about uh the the you know the live show uh it was like a four match show so <laughs> yeah now it's like a four match show uh but this was um if admittedly kind of a lesser show in terms of star power and such but it it ended up being a really fun show kicked off strong with Brian Cage v- versus Hangman Page let's see how yeah. much i fuck this up while describing <laughs> the match shock of shocks the number one contender Hangman Page drops the match to brian cage yeah in the opener hell of a match yeah they beat the shit out of each other starting with brian cage beating him down before the match even starts yeah page eating a power bomb on the entrance ramp yeah, and I think that
2: was a smart play cuz you know, he's going he's still starting the match in a weakened state. So he's already lost, you know, 30% of his uh of of his uh hit points before the match even starts. Yeah. So you give you give Cage the unfair advantage and it makes sense for him to win. Um and I like I like it. I mean, I I obviously, you know, love Page and he should be strapped up uh after Kenny's uh done with the belt, but mm-hmm. you know, Cage comma, Brian, really needed a big win here. Um right. And so did Team Taz. So it really, I think, helps them. And Hangman will recover, no doubt. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, if anybody can can eat an L and still be a top-tier guy, it's, it's Hangman right now. So everything – Booking wise, makes really good sense long term here, and the match itself was really fun, and uh, I I quite enjoyed it and loved the uh, you know, Dark Order took him a couple minutes to come out (laughs) for the save, but you know he's still not officially. Are they ever going to address the fact that he's still not official? Anything yeah, you don't have order. a number it's or just anything. Kinda, yeah. Just kind of palling around. They're just hanging out. They're just, I,
1: don't know. You know. I don't know. I don't I, know. I certainly agree that you know they, they should do something to address it. I will say this show kind of totally shook up what I thought – the double or nothing card was going to be. I thought we were going to get Omega versus Page. I thought we were going to get Moxley and Kingston against the Bucks for the tag belts. Yeah. I, I thought we were going to get QT Marshall versus Cody or QT Marshall versus Dustin in a bull rope match or something like that. But this whole show kind of shook up where I thought things were going. And honestly, right now, I don't know what they're going to do with Omega unless it's going to be in a match that Uh, You know, as I was sitting here thinking, like, where could this go? Brian Cage versus Omega sounds like a damn fine match, but I don't know if it's a pay-per-view main event. Uh, well, it depends. You know, there's another, what,
2: three, four weeks before uh, double or nothing. Mm-hmm. So you have some time to really reestablish Cage as a monster, have him tear through some, you know, upper mid card guys yeah. over the next couple weeks, have some definitive wins and, you know, come out and attack uh, Sir Kenneth uh, or beat down the good, you know, a little. Uh, Good Brothers versus uh, Team Taz situation. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's stuff that can be done if they're going to go that route. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure exactly who else is near the top of the rankings at the mm-hmm. time. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's not a clear there's not a clear picture as to where they're going to go there unless they do a, a a Mox rematch. But I don't really see. That yeah, being no, a smart it, it, it
1: feels like it's it's more Mox and Kingston against some variant of the elite or the good brothers or, or yeah. something like that. Um, because we had a AEW World Tag Team Championship Eliminator match, the Bucks defending and retaining against the Sidal brothers. Sidal brothers, I'm going to go ahead and say, are the best jobber tag team they could have in AEW right now. They make everyone look good, their shit looks good. Like, didn't we just say that about it in Helico and Jack Evans? <laughs> well, I will say this. I think we think and Helico and Jack Evans are the perfect <laughs> job tag team for AEW, Fair. but it's clear AEW like side is that. Um, but yeah, uh, a, a, a good match. You know, the Bucks are really unfuck withable as a tag team at this point. Uh, they generally have great matches, but hey, they're I think they have a challenge in front of them because post match SCU comes out. Uh, they haven't lost since they made their big ultimatum. They want. A tag title match i assume yeah. that is a tag title match for double or nothing because they're in a four way to get a shot at double or no- double or nothing next week so yeah it's what it's them
2: it's uh jurassic express is our our um them, sky jurassic and page in there
1: uh, no it's ju- no. them jurassic express the varsity blondes and the That's Acclaimed.
2: Right. oh the acclaimed i will say uh the acclaimed shtick is growing on me a little bit
1: I I think there's nothing but upside with those guys. It's I, it,
2: I didn't I didn't really care for it at first. Um but you know the it's uh Max Caster Max Caster yeah. yeah. The 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 raps are getting funnier. Uh, I think he's getting getting better at, at those and making them for you know unique for each opponent makes sense and I I always love I I've, I'm always a sucker for a bit when you know somebody cuts off somebody from saying some heinous curse word or something yes. like that so yep. uh, that's uh, that that's that's been working for me as I watch their their intro highlights on dark or something on right, YouTube right. Or, or
1: Twitter now something that is not working, I think, for either one of us, as we were talking about it over text this week, we had a video promo after this tag match of Jade Cargill talking about how all the managers in AEW want to sign her, but she's not willing to give up a cut of her money because she's that bitch. All right. Jade Cargill is a very, very impressive physical specimen. Oh, yeah. Jade Cargill, in the matches we've seen so far, has proven herself very good at murdering women. That's all I've got so far. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's the old adage that it's a seven pushes a 10. That feels like a four. Yeah. She has not proven herself to me, at least to be a 10 yet. And I think they're trying to make they're trying to make fetch happen here, Chris. Yeah, I think they're going about it the wrong
2: way because I feel like and this isn't a, you know a super heel sort of mindset but the potential is the one, the thing that you know you just kind of said and we've been saying about her for a while the potential is there i feel like the better strategy is to get in, somebody to get in on the ground floor uh of of you know jade cargill before she you know really blasts off into the stratosphere that's kind of the mindset that should work here because and, yeah. and, right now she's acting like she's already a main event, you know, uh superstar yeah. uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, I am got am conditioned to say superstar. Jesus yeah. uh, wrestler. <laughs> yeah. She's not there. Um, no. You know, she's had a couple. Well, she's had a marquee match and a couple squashes and yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Um, and like you said, you know, the, the whole promos are just kind of a vehicle for her to say that she's the bitch or the bad bitch or whatever the, her, her thing is. Um, it's just, it, it, it's not working the way they're doing it. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the plan I, is
1: for her. I yeah, mean, yeah, it, 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 it feels really hazy. Like I, I also think about how, you know, is there a way to do this that could work better? And and I think had a Matt Hardy come out and tried to hire her, had a right. Vicky Guerrero come out and tried to hire her, uh, had uh, you know a, a Taz come out and tried to hire her, that'd be one thing. I'd be right. sitting here going like, oh, yeah, they're all vying for her. But instead, it feels like, well, here's Jade Cargill with, and I know the the first one, of these promos had little inset cuts of the different managers, right? But it felt more like this is Jade's time versus these other people making their time about her, right?
2: And you know, the way she presents herself is that she doesn't need anybody else to succeed. So why is she? Why does she want a manager? Like, yeah, n- none of it makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's 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 very very weird. Um, so yeah, not, not entirely working for me, uh, on a show that, and, and as I was reading back through the results to try to like, think about, Oh, what points do I want to hit for two hours? God, they cover a lot of ground. They
2: do. It's a, it's a swift moving show, but it doesn't, you know, not to the point where, uh, matches are three or four minutes long. Like raw where which is three hours long mind you and they still do these short ass matches to get to more backstage people watching TV at the wrong angle shenanigans joining uh, me at this
1: time is whoever yes right Um, anyway uh, we had orange Cassidy with Trent Uh, I I know you're you're gonna motherfuck me for giving this guy credit but here's to Justin Roberts finally saying Trent like it's a question
2: okay yeah, I mean, if you're going to lean into that, fine. Yeah,
1: I, I'm surprised it's taken sucks. this long. But it was Orange Cassidy versus Penta with Alex Uh This is kind of a turnaround, at least when it came to the finish from last week. But the match itself was stupendous. Uh, yeah. uh, for a company that is all about the work rate, this was all about the character. Uh, you know, all, all of the affectations of each guy, of, of Penta oh, wanting to do... True. Yeah, look at me using those million-dollar words on a uh, <laughs> fucking wrestling podcast. Uh, Pets doing zero, his uh, Zero Miedo, uh, O.C. doing his thumbs up and getting a, getting a bite on the thumb for it. Um,
2: yeah, um, Pets trying to break his arm yes. and O.C. fighting it by putting his hands in his pockets, which is just just genius character work.
1: Yeah, just just real, real fun match. I loved the hell out of this. And then the finish... Uh, Abrahantes once again tried to cut a promo uh, on the opponent to distract them. OC had nothing of it, pulled uh, Abrahantes into the ring. Uh, and uh, Trent was able to grab the mic, hand it to OC. OC gives uh, Penta a mic assisted orange punch, which yeah. had to fucking hurt. Like, yeah, mic, probably for as much as mic shots are used as like this simple thing. Yes, I know there's there's pop filters on them, but they're not soft. Like, yeah. it's fucking metal to the head. When yeah. you hear that bunk, that's the microphone hitting someone's fucking head. It's not but
2: nice. the sound effect is fantastic.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but yeah, O.C. T- gets the in there, and clearly the uh, Death of Triangle and Best Friends feud must continue.
2: Yeah, let's get some more pack back. I mean, yeah. it's been a couple of weeks. Without, He's on uh,
1: Dark or Elevation this week, so I, okay. I, I think he might pop up at some point. I want to know what Pack
2: feels about Alex Aberhante's. I yes. feel like you know, basically, I want to see Pack kick him really hard in the gut. <laughs> what if it's awesome spin kicks?
1: Uh, Britt Baker and Rebel did a backstage promo with Tony Schiavone. Britt oh my Baker god, putting over that she is at the top of the rankings, and goddamn, Britt Baker is a star
2: how fucking good was this promo
1: It's simple to the point and tremendous
2: it was so well performed I, I, I continue to be in awe of Brit Baker it's yeah. it's it's wonderful and very much looking I mean that's pretty much a foregone conclusion for double or nothing yeah
1: and then uh inner circle and Pinnacle had their parlay which is really about just getting both teams to cut promos on each other ahead of the big match next week. I thought this was a very effective Segment minus the ridiculous security intros for both guys. What the fuck
2: possessed Chris Jericho to have his security detail roll up on motorcycles? I have no what idea. What fucking sense does that make?
1: I have no idea. I, I Unless I, they were like a legit, like, biker. Bikers. yeah. Yeah,
2: but they weren't. They were wearing the typical uh, local talent security shirts. <laughs> <laughs> but they came out on motorcycles. What? I mean, is it just, you know, big Dickman's ship just trying to one up, uh, you know, it just I, I it made know. no sense. That yeah. was really stupid. But once you got all 10 men in the ring or 11 men, well, 12, if you count Tony and Tully, um, you know, once T's. you had. Yes. Yeah, the double T's uh, get some side of scrapple with that. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought the promos were really good. It, it gave. People like Santana and Sammy uh, a chance to really show some fire. Yeah. Uh, luckily, they were smart and did not let Jake Hager talk. No, uh, you know Jericho's bit was good. Uh, Dax, Dax, I think probably had the best, the best and most logical. It's, it's and it was such an old school line, yeah. talking about how he knows what matches like this do to people and that he's prepared his family for the worst. Yeah. Oh fuck me, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I thought Santana had a great promo in there, but really the star of it. Oh, And, and you know what? Credit where credit is due. Sean Spears cut a half-decent promo to start well, off the promo train.
2: Half-decent for Sean Spears. Is, yeah, you know. yeah.
1: I, I, I recognize. I'm damning with faint praise by saying it was Sean Spears who did it. But I was definitely surprised to hear that fire from him. But Sammy Guevara yeah. came off like such white meat baby face here just screw you guys screw everyone screw my team I will fight everyone myself put me in first screw a coin toss you guys get the advantage I don't give a shit like it was awesome it was awesome yeah yeah, very much looking forward to that we're supposed to have Eddie Kingston versus Michael Nakazawa didn't really happen it was more Kingston just beating the crap out of Nakazawa and then it it turned into a uh, a a hole to do with uh, uh, Mox Kingston, Omega, and Don Callis, where uh, Moxley was choking out Omega with a sleeper and told Callis he wants a tag match next week, so we're getting that on the Blood Guts show. Here's my issue with that. Yeah,
2: without Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. And I have a problem with Kenny Omega. Yes. And I'm basically holding him hostage to get what I want. Get a world title shot, bud. Yeah. Right. Why am I settling for a tag match? Like I, I get the story is is the Mox and Eddie tag team right now. Yeah. But I'm sure Mox would uh, you know, appreciate or or allow or not have an issue with with Eddie trying to get a title shot. That was my only issue with that. You know, aim a little higher, uh, King. Uh, yeah. but you know, it was, it was still, it probably went a little long too. Um, yeah. but, but yeah, it was an okay segment.
1: We had a, uh, Taz and Christian cage promo backstage. Uh, really it's building up that Christian's going to go against everyone from team Taz. And I'm super stoked for Christian versus Ricky Starks. Like uh, I, I thought you were going to say awesome. Christian versus hook. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, that too. But, uh, Starks and, and Christian should be a great fucking time. Starks. Chris Statlander had a match with Penelope Ford. Uh, surprise, surprise! Statlander wins it. Beast match.
2: Yeah, she's uh, uh, she's got that strong base. Yeah, tossing her around. I was uh, I was into it.
1: <laughs> had a six man tag between the factory of QT Marshall, Nick Camerado, and Aaron Solo uh, against okay. the Nightmare Family: Dustin Rhodes, Billy Gunn, and Lee Johnson. And in case you're wondering, Chris, I still had Cheez-Its. Thank goodness. I oh, thank God, yeah, thank I God. Dug those out, and then when I came back, they were fighting on top of a goddamn bus. Right. So what is what is it? The Nightmare Express
2: that they're yes, the this, Nightmare this Express. Is? That's that's Cody's bus. So which is what okay. the
1: factory came out in
2: right that was my first what the fuck did they hijack a bus <laughs> are apparently they, fucking, they stole the bus are they dennis hoppering this bitch and speed <laughs> are they you know uh, i think it was called the bus that couldn't slow down actually <laughs> but uh <laughs> exactly. so, so they come out of the bus and then you know they have this match and then you know QT in typical shithead heel fashion abandons his team, retreats, and then Cody is lurking on the bus. So was he like hiding in the shitter the whole time? Or I did he have no idea? Did he <laughs> re-enter this bus once the match happened? Were they what was he, you know, was there a hidden compartment uh where they keep, I don't know, uh fucking weed or something, <laughs> uh or cigars <laughs> or Cubans or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't make and he sense. Sells
1: Kazarian or, or, and
2: yeah. also the editing on this episode was egregious, especially during this segment because, you know, Cody jumps out of the bus, beats down QT for a couple minutes, they f- cut to some replays, and then all of a sudden they're both on top of the fucking bus and, and Cody is putting on uh, the figure four on top of the bus
1: because, I don't know if you know this, Chris uh, as we learned with Paige putting with the, the PTO, uh, on, the table? PTO yeah. on the table when you do a submission somewhere other than the ring, it hurts more no one fucking does it. Stop <laughs> this. Just I was like, really worried. I don't know if you've ever seen this from the late days of WCW. Um <laughs> Mike Awesome had a character. He was the fat chick thriller.
2: Mike Awesome. I I, I know of it.
1: Yes. And for some reason, I can't remember the, the logical reason, he'd come out in a school bus. I don't know what that was about. But he had a match with I think it was Shaggy to Dope from icp <laughs> oh wow
2: man this is just getting better and better please continue and
1: in the match he power because it was a hardcore match because of uh-huh. course it was the late 90s sure what you do awesome he, yeah he does an awesome bomb which is like uh the type power bomb where like the guy doing the power bomb lands on his stomach uh-huh he does an awesome bomb on top of the bus but the way they land is awkward, so Shaggy slips off the top of the bus to the fucking floor. Oof. So this whole time, I'm just waiting for someone to slip off the goddamn bus. So there
2: are ways to do this more effectively. Like, it had, you know, and Cody was kind of towards the edge of the bus as he was putting on the yes. figure four. Yeah. Had he had some kind of apparatus back there that he could kind of hang, hang off, the off bus. this bus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I guess... I don't know leverage-wise and and physics involved there, but who who would hurt more—the person hanging on uh, the person on top of the bus or the person hanging uh, off—in terms of how the legs are intertwined or whatever—in wrestling uh, physi physiological logic. Um, I'm not sure exactly how that works, but yeah, it was—you know—I don't know why Aubrey had to be up there either.
1: Um, Yeah, that was weird too. I didn't get that.
2: And why were there so many like? sunroof things access panels on the top of this bus it, it, it didn't it, nothing about this was 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 correct it just you know if, if if this was like a photo hunt game wrestling photo hunt there would be more than five <laughs> things in between the two photos that, yeah, that were yeah, correct that, that, that
1: weren't correct yeah very yeah. weird uh i i didn't entirely get it but uh you know it was what it was and uh it leads to next week because next week on dynamite we've got Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall. We've got Kenny Omega and MT Nakazawa. I don't know why his name changed.
2: He's a mountain. He's it's Mountain M. T. Nakazawa. Uh,
1: MT yes. Nakazawa against John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Britt Baker is going to squash somebody. The aforementioned AEW Tag Team Eliminator between SCU, Jurassic Express, Varsity Blondes, and the Acclaimed. And, of course, the five-on-five five Blood and Guts match between Pinnacle and the Inner Circle and then, surprise, surprise, they announced for the May 12th show, the IWGP U.S. Championship will be on the line as Jon Moxley defends on AEW Dynamite against Blue Justice himself, the only blue live that matters, <laughs> Yuji Nagata. How
2: dare you be smirched the Smurfs?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> or Tobias Funke.
1: Yeah, Come on. fair point. Fair point. But yeah, <laughs> Yuji Nagata. Popping up on dynamite. (laughs) Hell yeah. Getting called on TNT for the first time in 20 years by Tony Schiavone.
2: Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, it's going to be a fun match. Yes, um, yes. Very, and I, very I like fun. that Mox got to pick his opponent here yeah. and he's he's going for the legend. So, yeah, let's fucking go. I mean, it, I don't expect Yuji got to win. Uh, it, it could happen, but I'm not, you know, I don't foresee that happening. Yeah, uh, and,
1: and it sounds like uh, it, it's kind of a, a, a swap of last time as this coming Friday night on New Japan right. Strong We're going to have the tag match that leads to the title match on Dynamite. Last time we had Right, yeah, it's Mox
2: and Dickinson, right? Yeah,
1: Mox and Dickinson against Yuji Nagata and Ren Narita this Friday night on New Japan Strong. And then on the 12th, Yuji uh, versus Mox. Should be (laughs) awesome. Have you been watching any strong? I, I watch matches I hear are good. I actually heard this entire week's show, the LA Dojo Showcase, was great. Okay. All right. Um, but uh, they they wrapped up the um, U.S. New Japan Cup uh, two weeks ago. Finals yeah, were Filthy Tom um, yeah. King, Brody. and yeah, Bertie King. That was really yeah. good. So okay. All right. Yeah. I I, I again, it, it's kind of like you know dark and dark elevation for me. I dip in yeah. know, based on what people say was good. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, that okay. that's where I'm at there. And then the main event of the evening was Darby. Uh, Darby Allen defending the TNT championship against 10 from the dark order uh, shockingly good match for 10 nice showcase for him yeah. his power and that sort of thing uh, Darby again getting a little scrappy getting a little mm-hmm. shitty scraping yeah. the eyes tearing at the mask tearing at the mask yeah. yeah the 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 cracks in the armor continue to show but he does uh, does get the finish with the old Bret Hart uh, Roddy Piper WrestleMania 8 finish. Did the uh, kick off the top rope and then roll up for the pin post-match Ethan page and Scorpio sky attack Darby Allen and sting. Uh, yeah, very interesting to see Sting get beat down by both those guys. And honestly, I am really, really game for another Darby Scorpio match or Darby Page at this point. So,
2: I mean, I'm thinking they maybe do another cinematic tag match at, uh, at Double or Nothing or something. Shit, yeah.
1: Let, let's do the thing. Uh, but before we go, Chris, I got to ask you, Blood yeah. and Guts, who you got?
2: Uh, well, yeah, we texted about this a little bit earlier on. Uh, it seemed to me, uh, my gut is telling me that Sammy is going to pick up the win on MJF, uh, for, for the inner circle. Um, that's my, that's my initial read of the situation. Where's, where's your head at?
1: I think it will look like Sammy will get the big win on MJF and then something else will happen because for this feud to be one match and done feels way too fast. Okay. Fair, Maybe I'm Fair. wrong, but I, I, I do feel like the feud is going to be handed off to MJF versus Sammy, but I, I think it might be too early for uh, Inner Circle to get the definitive win. I think Pinnacle wins. Do they do another stadium stampede match between the two teams at uh, Double or Nothing? You know, it's possible. I was listening to an interview with Chris Jericho this week. He was doing press, not just for Blood and Guts, but also for uh, the new season of Dark Side of the Ring. Um, He did an uh, interview with Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer, and he was talking about the possibility of there being another one down the line not in the idea of you know wwe oh it's october it's time for hell in a cell but right. like when it makes sense and he says that he thinks that there is some traction there as opposed to doing kind of the comedic match that the inner circle elite match was right. of doing a violent version okay and uh, I, I think it would be interesting to see but i he he didn't like sort of show his hand of oh yeah that's where we're going he definitely seemed to respond of like i could see that coming down the pike but not now
2: so so less ddt promotion influence and more you know czw influence (laughs) i gotcha
1: but yeah i i I think pinnacle wins this i wouldn't be surprised to see another member join pinnacle in this match i don't know who uh but i i wouldn't be surprised if it's something that maybe someone defects from the inner circle um it's hard to say
2: hmm okay Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it would be a big shock if Sammy was the one who defected. It would be. It definitely would be. But I it, feel like that would be a waste of all this, you know, yeah. this baby face uh, uh, fire that he's got right now. But
1: but anyway, it's a misdirect should be a big show on Wednesday. And of course, your boys will be back next week to talk about it.
2: There there will be blood and hopefully. Oh, no, I don't want to say hopefully. That's really shitty. I was gonna say, hopefully, Jake Hager's guts end up on the ring, but that's that's a little that's a little too much. I'll take that back, but it's out there now. that but I don't. It was just a thought. It's not. I don't. I don't necessarily want harm. What I want is less Jake Hager on my TV. That's 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 the bottom line. That's what I'm getting at here. I don't want his guts to be strewn about the ring uh, in some kind of macabre dance. Uh, I just I just want to not have to see him or hear him or experience him in pretty much any way ever again.
1: And the good news is you don't have to hear or experience us for any more in this episode. Bye!
0: The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, SGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided Movie Trivia Games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. subscribe motherfuckers this is the The rough house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information okay hey this is the rock shut your mouth jabronis and listen up because this is the rough house podcast
1: with marty and my least favorite man on the planet christoph
0: the preceding presentation was brought to you by the realm network Life is too short for you to live bland. Hello, this is Sean Connery for the Rough House Podcast's new sponsor, Cesaro Spice. Add a little Cesaro to the situation and spice it up a little. Bitch wife making that bland bitch chili of hers? A pinch of Cesaro Spice will add that necessary zing to keep you from giving that whore a giant swing. Cesaro Spice stuck in traffic and the missus won't stop yammering a sprinkle of cesaro spice in her mouth will shut her up real good like shuttle up real good cesaro spice trapped in a board meeting where the boss won't stop yammering and jammering and mammering neutralizes bullshit with some cesaro spice it's essentially old babe when we change the label and large swiss man you know like the rolls or sprinkling in someone's eyeballs cesaro spice Surprise her by laying the outer layer of one of your Trojan condoms in. Cesaro Spice. Heat up that pussy with Cesaro Spice. Spicing up life's blander situations. Cesaro Spice. Snort that shit. With your dickhole.